Welcome to another episode of Hemp Barons. On today's show, Joy's guest talks about her food intolerance that was complicated by a terrible automobile accident, which led her to hemp. And after several years of developing and reformulating her recipes, she debuted her products in local grocery stores, natural food outlets, and health food stores to resounding success. Let's join Joy's conversation with Carla Boyd from Hemp Way Foods. Well, hello, Ms. Carla. Thank you for being with us on Hemp Barons today. Hi. It, thank you so much. I am honored to be on the show. You know, hemp food is really so close to my heart. And as many listeners have heard me say so many times, hemp is the most digestible form of protein in the entire planet animal kingdom, providing uh, 10 grams of protein on average, 10 grams of digestible protein on average, and every three tablespoons of whole hemp seeds, along with a full day's supply of omegas, threes, and sixes. What brought you, Miss Carla, of Hemp Way Foods uh, into hemp? How did you learn about hemp, and, and how did it get up in you so much so uh, that you've dedicated your business to delivering this densely nutritious source of vegetarian protein to the world? You know, I actually came in it more on the medical side many years ago in 2009 when I first started. Um, it was more of a personal journey uh, due to some health reasons, and I became more of an advocate on the cannabis side, medical, and then probably around 2010, 2011, I started really getting interested in the hemp side, just learning what it was doing with the remediation side, um, the food, fuel, fiber aspect of it. Um, so I started helping a group called Hemp Cleans with the education piece. We'd go around small towns in Colorado, talk to the farmers, and just try to give them another side to the plant in a big education piece and really help the farmers kind of understand you know, what this entailed, I had what I think a lot of people get called leaky gut. And it was absolutely horrendous. I had health issues. I kind of backed away a little bit from my advocacy piece, but I had already obviously learned a lot about hemp. I knew I could put it in my smoothie, you know, in my yogurt. I, I got all that. I could eat a tablespoon of it, but I really wanted a way that I could eat it in prepared foods. So I kind of started this mission, but more of a mission because I wanted food. I, I'm allergic to gluten, dairy, corn, soy. And so I dove in to create a sustainable, healthy food for me. You know, and already having my background in the hemp world, I figured, why not? Let me let me see what this is about. Because I started diving into the nutritional aspect of it. And I created uh, what I call a hemp burger. Um, probably more of a patty, but I feel like burger is a little more of an acceptable food word. Um, but so I created that. It's funny, my neighbor uh, next door, I would constantly take her A, B, and C for months. And then it, I don't know, I, I would just give it to different friends. And it wasn't even my friends that were calling me that that really sparked this. It was more of complete strangers, people that I didn't even know that my friends were giving it to. And then it would just get passed around because I think people were so surprised because I started this company in 2014. So I think a lot of it was it was just such an unusual product. People were so surprised and I just started passing it around. And I'm going, wow, I'm 
actually on to something here, I guess. And so it, it was almost a bigger entity than just me, you know, needing this food for myself. I realized early on that this was, this was needed everywhere. So I got a commissary, got my business license, had no, cl- I, I owned an insurance agency for six and a half years. <laughs> I, I knew nothing. I mean, I, she was a gluten, she was a gluten intolerant insurance agent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had, I, I really, I came from the marketing and sales world. I obviously, in fact, when I had my agency, I had a big firefighter uh, clientele and I would cook lasagnas and cookies and that that's how I got my firefighters for my, so I, I've always been what I call a personal cook. I love, I mean, even before I started my company, I would do pop-up, you know, kitchens sometimes that like fish or, you know, dead shows or just different things like that back in the, so I would just have fun with food. So I've always been interested in food, but never in a million years thought I would own a food company. So it definitely evolved very organically. And then with all my friends in the industry, it was a very grassroots movement. I mean, honestly, one of the reasons of the success of my company is a lot of a lot of the reasons for the because of the people that are behind me and helping me and pushing the company forward. I mean, so there's so many people that want to see Hempway Foods just as a national entity. So it very much organically began from a necessity, but also a passion for the plant, just believing in everything that it can do more than just a nutritional realm. But obviously nutrition is what my company focuses on. Absolutely. And and tell me, when did Hemp Way Foods, and we're so blessed at the Hemp Industries Association, you're a, a member of the of the association and also you chair our communications committee, which is such an important uh, committee. When did Hempway Foods really sort of form in a solid way and you you introduced yourself to the world? Very slowly, smallly, February of 2014. So I just hit my six-year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. In hemp years, we know that's, you know, 30 years or so, <laughs> like dog years. Yeah, no, it really, it, it does. It feels like forever ago. It, when, when I talk to people that haven't seen me from my insurance days, it's so funny because I feel like that was like 20, 30, 40 years ago. I mean, I... <laughs> It, it it's just hilarious because it it you're right. I've never thought of it in dog years, but oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you it's it's you know the revolution is uh, quite a sausage making process, and you've learned a ton of lessons in those six years. Could you share uh, with our listeners some of that journey, um, the disappointments, the highlights, the achievements as you uh, move forward as an entrepreneur? Uh, in the United States of America, given this beautiful crop and uh, with your idea as you move forward. Can you share some of that with us? Yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of mistakes just in the sense of I, I would just I would call random companies and just say, hey, can I meet with you? And some of them were like, what? And so a lot of it was I, I reached out a lot. Um, one of the first things I, I think is uh, planning it out and having more of a structure. Um, having thick skin, you really, that's probably one of them because going into now, I definitely, you know, 2020 
sitting here in March, I definitely have more acceptance right now. But even a few months ago, walking into a restaurant, uh, trying to get them to acquire a hemp burger, one of the owners was like, you expect me to feed marijuana to my clientele? I have kids to come in here. So it's an education piece. So it's not just about owning the business. It's when you when you start a hemp food business, you're not just starting a hemp food business. You have to become an educator. You are an advocate whether you want to be or not, or you should be. Because once you get in, you have to explain. It's not your norm. We're, I think we're years out from this people going, oh, yeah, I'm eating hemp. And, and it's no, it, it's not, it's just a second thought. It's like chia, like flax, you know, any of those items. I think we're a few years out from that. So I spend a lot of time educating, uh, a lot of time explaining. And I definitely have to realize that when I'm not in Colorado, I have to do more explaining and to have thicker skin. Um, going into the retail market, accepting that you have to educate some of the buyers, having them, you know, I had a national chain really compliment my packaging because I repackaged uh, over the summer, got where I could kind of look like the big boys. Um, so I repackaged. I reformulated. It's beautiful, by the way. Beautiful packaging. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I um, uh, a friend of mine reached out to me that lives in San Diego, and she goes, you know, Carla, I, I have a branding company. I would love to work with you on this. Uh, we've never done a food company before, but I, I really want to be involved. And I cannot explain. Yeah, I have been over the moon with the work they did. It was beautiful. Like it, it was absolutely spectacular. So that helps as you as you go in and have to have to educate folks and and deal with some social re-engineering from taboos around hemp and any form of cannabis. It sure does help to have some beautiful packaging showing your vibrantly nutritious products. No, it does because I had you know. I went in it when I when I had a friend of mine design the logo back in the day, and I I still probably will always recognize my old logo as Hempoy Foods in a way, just because it was the seed and I had a seedling popping out, and to me that encompasses Hempoy Foods. But I had to open my eyes and realize on a national level, nationwide going forward, that is not going to be acceptable. Like it, it just it. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I think it is. But I'm saying in Minnesota, I'm not isolating Minnesota. I'm just using Minnesota as an example. But, you know, like somebody in Minnesota buying a hemp burger, if they see a big cannabis leaf in a grocery store, they might not be as apt to buy it. So that's what the brand, you know, that's what the branding company talked to me about. They're like, Carla, this logo's great. Like, I get what you're talking about. It looks grassroots. It's awesome. So you originally had a, a cannabis leaf on your, as part of your logo and whatnot. Oh, yes, ma'am. I did. It was beautiful. Oh, you're so great. My hardcore sister, she <laughs> was just going for it. Um, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and as a gal who, of, co of course, worked with other hemp food companies internationally and in uh, Canada, um, and, and own, of course, with uh, Matt Burkholz and some other partners at Hemp Grain Processing Facility, Colorado Hempworks. And yeah, we promote that seed and not that leaf. So I'm so glad you, you got that feedback because we want your products everywhere. They're delicious. They're nutritious. And, and tell me and the listeners some of the, the challenges, and this happens with every 
whether it's a CBD company, whether it's a hemp fiber company, textiles, uh, hemp bio resins, some of the most simple things, um, or food in hemp and in any revolution, but particularly in this one as it unfolds, is there's a lot of excitement and a lot of promises and, and you think you're getting right to that front door uh, of some major distribution and then the disappointment happens. And, and this is commonplace. This isn't just something that happens to Hempway Foods. This is how it goes. Is there any anything of those uh, lessons that you want to share with us and then some of the things that you're looking forward to? I mean, yeah, I, I recently had stores lined out. I already had stores accepting me, the, the managers. So, I mean, I get it. I, but I reformulated, got my, my margins dialed in, um, and made sure my, just, I got everything on cue, you know, for a national chain and already had the submissions. I mean, I, so, I mean, I already had the stores ready to put it on the shelves and then corporate didn't really see eye to eye with me. Corporate did not approve me I, since I don't do not have scan data. Um, and is scan data is that that's the UPC symbol? Yeah, and I have that, but I since I self distribute, I do not have a distributor reporting my sales. Uh, oh, I see. And I, I, you know, I even said I will, I can report this, but it was just you know apply in twelve months. Got it. So a a lesson for the for the entrepreneurs here. Is so you had the UPC symbol, you have a barcode on your product, but what the distributors wanted to see was data collected through the scan of that barcode. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So even having prior approvals from a corporate grocery store, that doesn't mean you're going to get accepted. Um, you're getting the, the le- really the lessons you have to learn are education, be prepared to educate, educate, educate. And be willing to take some losses. It takes some time. But I firmly believe, like, right now, I've got a manager um, with Natural Grocers in Denver that is requesting to meet with me because they literally have so many requests from customers asking for my food. He is specifically asking to meet with me so he can figure out a way to go into corporate office and to get them to accept me. And this, I just got the phone call for that last night. I'm so glad to hear that because when people get attached to healthy food that tastes delicious, they want it. And um, I hear all kinds of things about this impossible burger, and, and I've not yet tried one, so I have no idea what it tastes like. But I can tell you that I know what hemp seeds are. <laughs> I know the relationship that this plant has uh, with the human race, with animals, and with the planet. And it's and it's in demand. It's an incredibly densely nutritious source of protein, omegas, fiber, minerals, vitamins. The hemp seed is even one of only two seeds and nuts in the entire planet animal kingdom that leaves an alkaline ash in the bloodstream and promote to promote a pH balance. Um, you know, it's such an important step. And, and I love the fact that, that you have folks going to bat for you. And that's really um, often how these grassroots things work. Um, you know, you have folks going to bat for you. They're recognizing at that store level that the product is popular, uh, that it wants to be purchased. People are asking for it. It's not there for them. And he's going to go to bat for you. I think that, you know, a lot of folks don't understand how distribution works. 
and uh, that folks get in the cottage industry, small entrepreneurs, so brave, so innovative, so motivated and impassioned. And they bring their wares to, you know, the local chain store. Even our local co-ops often are part of a a larger distribution network. And explain to the listeners how that works in terms of once a, a store is hooked up with a distribution network, the limitations of that store to make independent buying decisions. For say here in Colorado, we've got a few Colorado distributors, but then they ask you to be exclusive to them. But then what do you do? What if you're in that exclusivity contract for two years? But then within the year, you go. And all of a sudden, the Whole Foods wants you or something like that. That's the scenario. Yes. It really is like this tightrope of being a small company because literally something like this could just explode overnight. And then you do need national distribution. Um, it just it, it's really the distribution piece has been a huge hurdle for me. It, it really has because I am in no way equipped to handle like a UNFI. I, I don't, I can't supply somebody. I mean, I can supply somebody 10 pallets, but that, it's going to take me a bit to get there. Um, so I, you know, we need those smaller distribution channels, those, and there are some coming along. Like there's a company called Food Maven. They have been an overage company. Uh, all this time, but they've got the refrigerated food trucks already in existence. So now they're adopting a new online model, kind of like the Thrive Markets, um, like this online uh, Amazon, some of the, so they're going to this online market. They've contacted me. Um, They have a warehouse here, but they're also uh, acquiring a warehouse on the East Coast, and they're going to start doing grocery deliveries to people's homes. Um, So those are things you have to really that that's one of the things if you become an you know becoming an hemp um <clears throat> becoming a hemp entrepreneur is definitely it it's got its challenges but it has so many rewards but you have to look outside of the box look at what other people are doing but then try to modify it in different ways that I contacted the food maven like six months ago and contacted them several times, but come to find out they fell in love with my company from the beginning, but they were trying to revamp their whole model for the way they were kind of grow. So now they are becoming an online distribution company, but they weren't eight months ago when we started when I first contacted them. So look for those relationships. Um, a lot of times where it's not the huge, 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 but then you can grow with them, you know, on a larger scale. A lot of it is trial and error and just trying to figure it out because being the small business, there's, there's a hundred different ways you could go, but it's tough with, it's 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 a very fine line between being a small business and being a medium business, but it seems so far quick. Indeed, and we see that, that yes, that's that's the friction of these incredible ideas, and we see them. We 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 see them, you know, throughout the emerging industries in all forms of cannabis, and then you get to that point where you have to scale up, and. Uh, and then you need investment money in order to be able to do that, which is why you say, hey, if somebody wants 10 pallets, I mean, I can do it, but I'm going to be working 16 hours a day to get it done. 
for several days to fill up those pallets. And um, and so I, I so understand that. Where can people find you right now? And are you open to investments? Where people can find me right now, pretty much isolated to the Denver metro area, Fort Collins. I'm in the Lucky's Colorado stores. I'm in some other private grocery stores, alfalfas, um, and then some vegan markets. And I'm in like 12 restaurants, but it's pretty much isolated to the Denver Metro foothills mountain region. And how would people get in touch with you if they're in, if they're in that region, how can they reach you and get in touch with you if they want um, to carry your incredible product? And I want to make sure the listeners know what that product line is here in a second, but if they want to carry those in their restaurants or their or their stores because they're not beholden to these distribution companies. How can they reach you? Um, a lot. Go to my website. Most of uh, all my contact information is on my website, um, hempwayfoods.com, or email me at info. Hempway. Yeah, hempwayfoods.com, or they can email me at info at hempwayfoods.com. I just want to make sure that they know how to spell that. Hempway Foods is H-E-M-P-W-A-Y-F-O-O-D-S, hempwayfoods.com. And go ahead, sister, answer that second part of the question. I apologize. The answer the second part of your question, yes, we are open to an invest uh, investment options. One of the reasons why we do not currently have an investor, in my opinion, is we're not your standard company. We really aren't. This this company was built out of passion. When I first started this company on paper, it made no sense. And for many years, it made absolutely no sense financially. I was involved in a car wreck a year and a half into the company. I was in physical therapy and two foot surgeries. So for three years, all I did was maintain the company. Um, very little growing, did a ton of donations because that's how I kept my name relevant in the public was, you know, sponsoring events, but not paying them to sponsor, but donating food, things like that. Very, very smallly maintaining my existing accounts. So it was like, it was just an odd, it's just a very odd path that for many years didn't make sense of why the company was even in operation and functioning, but I believed in it and I knew that where it could be. And I knew the successful company that Hempway Foods could be. So I just kept working at it. And I just, I believed in it so much. And my husband believed in it. We just kept going, you know, year after year and just kept self-funding it year after year after year. And then, so here we sit, we just celebrated our six-year anniversary and it makes sense now. You know, it finally makes sense, but on paper, you know, the revenue is low and people have asked me like, why did you do this? And it, belief, just absolutely pure belief of knowing that the entire population needs to eat hemp every single day. Why not it? Why not let it be Hempway Foods? It's so your your products are so beautiful. Your site is gorgeous. I really hope folks go so they can see what these products look like. The the you know, and also when we talk about essential fatty acids, when you say we have to eat this every day, 
for the love of God, they're called essential fatty acids because they're essential to our brain and body functioning. And, and we can't get them from inside of our own bodies. We have to get them from food. And to get these, particularly these long chain polyunsaturated uh, essential fatty acids that are basically impossible to find in the plant kingdom, you need to go almost into the salmon fish kingdom to get them. And by those, I'm talking about GLA, the gamma-linoleic acid, and SDA, the steridonic acid. And here is hemp innocently just delivering it to us in full strength um, with such a beautifully dense new, new uh, form of protein on top of it. And I see here also, of course, the GHC Hemp Awards, which I think are fantastic awards, really showcasing the beneficial uses of hemp. In 2019, you got Best USA Hemp Food. In 2018, Best Colorado Hemp Food. 2016, Best Colorado Hemp Food. 2015, with the Cannabis Business Awards, you got Best Hemp Product and Facility. These are beautiful products that taste delicious. They look so appetizing. Your packaging is gorgeous. I am rooting for you and your husband, Carla, and Hempway Foods, and may your passion really turn into a, a generation of revenue for you and your family that allows you to live comfortably and, and, and continue to have this rewarding, fulfilling work that you've created for yourself in delivering on the promise of the versatile, valuable, planetary healing and human and animal saving hemp plant. It's really something that you have built here, Gal. I am so glad that you remain dedicated to your vision and to this product, these products. Thank you. That it, it means a lot. It really does. And a lot of the driving force of why Hempway Foods is still here is the people that call me daily almost. Tell me, and it's not about Hempway Foods per se. If, if if you ate these ingredients on a regular basis, whether I made them or your next door neighbor made them or another company made them, you would still, you would, you know, you would feel the same effect. But when you, you eat, we are what you eat. Uh, you just, we have got to get on a healthier diet for most of the people out there. And in my opinion, hemp is that answer. I mean, it really is. It's so nutritious. Like you were saying with the GLAs and the ALAs, I mean, it's got Ediston, which is a natural antibiotic. I mean, it's an amazing product. And that's, that's why I, I've kept going. Cause like I said, it's the people that call me and tell me how amazing my food is and how they can't find foods like mine in the grocery stores because it's gluten, dairy, corn, soy, nut, GMO free. It's free of so many items and whether or not you are gluten free, you know, it, it just, it, it's such a healthy food or whether or not you can have dairy. It, people, I have so many people that say, oh, I, I'm actually a meat eater, but Carla, your food is my meatless Mondays or my taco Tuesdays because it's so nutritionally dense and it tastes amazing. Like, I love hearing that. So it's so important for food to taste good, for people to be repeat customers and for people to come back and buy it over and over again. People love your food because your food tastes good and that makes all the difference in the world. There are ad nauseum vegetarian protein burgers 
in that section of the grocery store. And at some point, I've purchased darn near every single one of them. They need to taste good in order for me to eat it. I have still an emotional relationship with food. So even though I, I make healthy choices, it's healthy choices that have to taste good. I need to enjoy my food. One day, I'll evolve into a human being that just eats for fuel. But I need to, at this point in my evolution, eat for both food and oral sensory satisfaction. I need it to taste good. Yours tastes delicious. And this is a great segue to talk to to talk about the the three main flagship products that you sell. Because when we talk about how one of your products fits into Taco Tuesday, I certainly want to make sure um, that the listeners understand what these products are. Tell us what they are, Madame. The hemp crumble, the hemp burger, and the hemp crumble are exactly the same. It's just one's loose, one. So all my products are completely plant-based um, and it, uh, but the product that works really well with taco Tuesday is the crumble because like I said, it's exactly the same as the burger, but it's just the loose form. So you leave it in the fridge and you toast it and it makes the most amazing like tacos or meatballs or in, basically anything a ground meat can do. The crumble can do. So that's what I really, that one of my food trucks makes the most beautiful wrap with the crumbles. Um, and his customers just, it, it's fun. I like to go on Facebook and read their reviews to, to see like, because any, I love that any, anything that ground beef can do your beef, your hemp crumble can do better. Actually, I'm going to say that over. Hold on one sec, five seconds. Anything that ground beef can do, your hemp crumble can do better. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. I, I see also here no added sugars, no added oils, obviously gluten-free, um, protein, fiber. I really hope folks get to Hempway Foods. If you're in the Colorado area and you want to carry uh, Carla's uh, products in your restaurant or your store, please go to Hempway Foods or email her at info at Hempway Foods. We're cheering you on, sister. We can't wait to see you in more stores. And I can't wait for your products to be available at the retail level online. Thank you so much for being with us today, Ms. Carla. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.